This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is John here from Freedom's Disciple Podcast. The only show on the Blaze where you come for the accent, where you stay for the principles and the love and defense of American exceptionalism. You are about to listen to a short clip from last weekend's show, and I'd encourage you to share it with your family and your friends. Also, please consider subscribing to our show. Search for Freedom's Disciple on SoundCloud iTunes or Google Play Music, where a new show is released for free every Saturday at noon Eastern. Thank you so much for sticking with me, ladies and gentlemen, on the Blaze Radio. I hope today's show has just given you some single focus. Some I, I, I need to tackle these issues at length, so I, I'm over the coming weeks and months, I'm going to ask for your patience. They're not going to be all in you know, 10, 15, 18 minute segments. They're going to be a bit longer. They're going to go two and three segments. And I would ask you, if you anyone you know that thinks Bernie Sanders is right, America is not compassionate, or healthcare is good, I would ask you just to share this show with them. Even if they never listen to me again, just to hear, this is an Irish person, and this is the stories in Ireland, and what they have in common. Because this is how we get the message out. I'm not asking for a vote, or I'm not asking for any awards. I'm just trying to get a message out that America doesn't suck, America is compassionate. And privatized healthcare is the way to go. Before we finish up the show, I did have a, a segment um, planned. I promised it last week about economics. I apologize. This the healthcare issue was came up this week, and I have to give you this update on Brexit. And um, so I'll do that next week. I definitely will. It'll be the first thing we'll talk about. But in case you haven't heard, um, there's been an update on Brexit this week, and it's important that you hear um, this update in case you haven't heard it. So, England last year went to the polls. They had what they call a referendum. And referendum is, you go to the people, the people vote on an issue, do you want to do something or do you not want to do something? In this case, it was, do you want to leave Europe and do Brexit or do you want to stay in the European Union? Very simple. One choice or the other, not a multi-layered choice. And of course, last year you heard they voted to leave. Well, you see, that upset a lot of people. That upset a lot of famous, you know, rich and powerful politicians who said, oh, no, 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 those people, <laughs> those people don't know what they're doing. They're just a bunch of plebs. I'm an elected politician. I'm smarter than them. I'm at a higher class than them. They don't get to decide what happens to Britain. I do. You know, why go to the millions and millions of British people and let them decide when you can do four, five, six hundred politicians in Parliament? Well, why would you do that? That's ludicrous. Having millions of people decide the fate of their own nation when only a select few of us can do it in this in we're upper class. 
And, and you know, there's I, I'm only a member of Parliament. I'm I'm higher than those people. But you know, we have the House of Lords. And, you know, with different, more and more, more, more posh people. You know, more upper class people. You know, of, of a better upbringing, of a better education, of a better better view of the world. We're somewhere smarter. No, you don't want to listen to the people. You want us to decide. Because we're the gods. We're the gods. And that's why you pay us. That is the thinking, ladies and gentlemen, of politicians. It's not just America. It's around the world. So all these people went crazy. All these, this is not right. And what do politicians do? So politicians in America and in the rest of the world have two things. They get this decision where we need to decide something, but we, you know we'll play along. It's smoke and mirrors. We'll go to the people, and we hope the people will decide rightly. I when I say right in what we want to do, but if they don't, well, we always have the court system to go to, and that is what they did. So English people voted overwhelmingly to leave Europe, and then politicians went, "Oh crap!" They voted to leave. What do we do? We go to the courts. The courts are always a good person on our side. And they brought a case. And the case was quite simple. The case was, um, should members of parliament have a right to vote? Can parliament say, leave? Or can just the parliament say, people voted, they wanted Brexit, let's get out. Well, the court came back this week and said, Guess what? Can't go with the people's decision. Of course, members of parliament must vote on whether the government can start the Brexit process. So what does this mean? Well, Theresa May, this is all politics, by the way. So Theresa May, again, whether you like her or not, it's a different, it's regardless. She came out with this deadline of the 31st of March, she is going to trigger Article 50. And Article 50 is the constitutional amendment they trigger to leave Europe. So in ways, this is all a game to make her look bad So, and miss her deadline. So the politicians have come out and said, you know what, you actually need to vote on it. You can't just trigger Article 50. It needs to go to a parliamentary vote. So, of course, what did the, the conservatives who are in government say? Okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to bring a parliamentary bill within days. We're going to bring a bill. But... Right out of the bat, without seeing a bill, without seeing any legislation, the left and all the other people who didn't want to leave are already coming up with excuses. And they've made this decision where they've given advice saying, look, if you have a one-line bill and you don't provide enough detail, you could be open to further legal appeals in the future. They've also said that and leading figures in the Labour Party have gone public and said this, that, you know, if you have legislation and it's short, you know, we, we've gone past these old days, like, you know, where the Constitution, remember these are grand ideas in America where people would say, if it's, you know, no piece of legislation needs to be longer than the Constitution, like six or 7,000 words and pages, or six and seven, six or 7,000 words and six or seven pages, you know, those those bills are so short. You know, anybody can interpret things anyway. So, you know, like having a one-line legislation, like, I don't know, just some, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, so I, I'm, I'm only spitballing here, 
you know, going to Parliament saying, should par this Parliament follow the wish of the British people who voted to leave the European Union on whatever day last June? You vote yes or no. You see, that's stupid. You know, you know, we need lawyers. We need to give. We need to provide jobs to the lawyers, and we need to play this song and dance around things. So the Labour Party have said, you know, if you do this legislation and it's too short, we're going to accuse you of being arrogant and wasting time in appealing against the High Court decision. That is the world we live in. But I'm not done, ladies and gentlemen. You see. Because we need to, you know, have these games in, 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 I was going to say Congress, games in Parliament where, you know, one side, you know, only cares about denying the other side and we all want to play games and we all want to get power. Because, by the way, there was a fresh poll that came out this week in, in Britain that said Conservatives have a 16-point lead over Labour. That's a big, big lead. 16 points. So, but don't worry, that has absolutely nothing to do with the games they're playing right now. This is all for the goodness of the people. Even though the people said they wanted to leave, deep down that to them says we need to make things as difficult as possible to leave. So we need to create jobs, right? We need to create employment. So now what they're insisting on is what they call a white paper. You see, a white paper is basically a summary of the government's plans. It's published for information, and it's going to prompt and discussion, and then they go to Parliament and they discuss it, and the government releases this white paper and says A, B, and C, and then we have all these grandstanding, and the Right Honourable John Dunn said, this is bad, this is bad, 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 bad. And then the right honourable, because we, you know, we're in, we're in, we're in Parliament here. It's not like, you know, congressmen stand up. It's not the right and honourable. Even though you have like people like Bernie Sanders in there, they're right and honourable. You know, they're we're they're on a bigger, better class than you are. So they release this, have to release this white paper, and it brings up discussion, and people make all these arguments, and there's a load of grandstanding involved, and then you bring the bill. Well, instead of just having those one-line bills, which they said is not good, they're going to bring legal charges if they bring a short bill. They also then said, you know what? Before we bring a bill, we need to have a white paper. See, it's all built in smoke and mirrors to the game to say, you said you want to leave by March 30th. We're going to do everything in our power to make sure you don't hit that deadline. That is the world Britain lives in. That is the world Britain lives in. And it is so sad because this is going to have a very interesting precedent for the future because. I've spoken about this on, on cases before. When you look at a Supreme Court case in America or in England or in Europe or in anywhere else, the decision is important. The decision is important. How they came to that decision is equally important because of what wording they used or why they made their ruling. This is going to set a very unusual precedent in Britain and it might get to the rest of Europe. If and the precedent is, why would you bother having a referendum in the future? Why would you bother going to the people? The courts have now said, of course you need to go to Parliament to, to trigger Article 50. You know, members, you run government. You have to be part of the decision making. Why would you ever go to the people again? Why would you go to the people and say, hey, guess what? 
we want you to decide whether, you know, on taxes, on on gay marriage, on anything, whatever they'd go to, to the people for. Why would you bother going to the people if your people's voice means nothing? And that government's going to decide anyway. Now, while I don't think this could happen, it's possible that they don't trigger Article 50 because the Parliament vote doesn't pass. I don't think it will, because I think Conservatives have enough numbers, but imagine down in the future. And especially if you had a, a situation like you had last year, where all the parties, David Cameron, who was head of the Conservative Party at the time, Jeremy Corbyn, who was head of Labour, and still is, they all wanted to stay. They all campaigned to stay. Why wouldn't you just stay on then and just say, you know what, look, we all know it's going to go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's going to rule because it has precedent now on its side that the lawmakers in Parliament have the final say. And hey, I know what the people said, but we're going to go against the wills of the people. This sets up for a very, very dangerous precedent in Britain. And Britain is a democracy. It's not America. It's not a republic. Britain is a democracy in every way, shape and form. This is going to have very dangerous precedents for Britain going forward, I fear. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But uh, the underlying theme of today's show between Bernie Sanders and this Brexit decision is politicians don't care about you. Politicians don't care about your opinions. Politicians are there to do what they want to do and get more power for themselves. All these 11 judges on the Supreme Court of Britain did, who say the people don't count, the millions and millions of people don't count. All that's important is the 11 of us and all those people in Parliament. And by the way, the vote wasn't even close. You know, it wasn't one of those decisions you had in America where it was, oh, it was 5-4, it could have went either way. It was 8-3. to three. Eight to three. Eight men and women wearing fancy black robes, all having the, the title Lord, like I am so much better than you. Eight of them said the will of the British people doesn't matter. All that matters is your politicians. You start to see any, you starting to see anything in common with other countries we talk about an awful lot. But I want to give you one last update on Brexit. And sadly, this is involving Ireland. Ireland's in a unique place in the Brexit decision because Ireland is two countries. Even though it's one nation and one piece of land, it's two countries. For those of you who don't know, there's the 26 count, there's 32 states, they're Cal counties over here. But there are 32 states in Ireland. 26 of them are part of the Republic of Ireland, or as some people call it wrongly, Southern Ireland. It's where I live. I live in the capital, Dublin. And there are six states up north which belong to England. And because Ireland is part of the EU, but it's also in different parts part of Britain, it's got an unusual stance on this issue. And because we don't care about people, we just want what's best. And because a select few think they know what's best for this world, there's a court case which is going to be launched and successfully triggered at the end of January in Dublin, Ireland. It's a crowd-funded legal challenge, crowd-funded. And it's basically going to determine whether Britain's divorce from the European Union 
can be reversed once it has been triggered. So now that this court has ruled, 8 to 3, saying it ha Brexit has to go back to Parliament, if Parliament produces its white paper and then produces a bill and it, it gets passed and there's no more challenges, there still could be one more challenge in Ireland. Because people don't want Brexit. The powers that be don't want Brexit. Can you imagine the audacity of people? Of someone seeing a country, like Britain in this case, and all their millions of people going, we want out. And then a London-based lawyer going over to another country, Ireland in this case, going to their court system and saying, guess what? We're going to have this legal challenge and we're going to see if we can say to Britain, you can't have your divorce, even though you've triggered Article 50. Can you imagine the audacity of that lawyer? And the reason, by the way, in case you're going, why would you go to Dublin? That doesn't make sense. Because what will happen is, and it's been accepted, this will be a case in Dublin. And it will probably start around January. That's the latest date they're saying, the end of January. However, because of the white paper and the bills involved, I wouldn't be surprised if the date is pushed back. But basically, the reason they've gone to Ireland and Dublin is because sympathy were part of Europe. Dublin will hear this case, Dublin will rule on this case, launch its findings. It will then probably go to, I, I'm not too familiar with the Dublin and the European way of law, but I would imagine it will go to the Irish Supreme Court, and they will make their ruling. And if they don't get the rulings they want, it will be appealed. And then eventually, the end game, I would imagine, is to get to the European Court, Supreme Court. Can you imagine... If lawyers yet again screw the British people who wanted to get out. Can you imagine the precedents we're setting right now? Everything that's happening in Europe and in Britain right now over Brexit is basically, in effect, the middle finger to each and every British person who voted to leave. Yeah, I know you feel you were treated badly, and yeah, I know I f you felt you were losing your freedoms, and yeah, I know you felt you were losing your money and your rights and things weren't going well. But, you know, us ruling class people, we'll decide what's best for you. You know, you just have to, you know, you'll eventually become to the right decision. And what they do is they make it hard as possible, and they'll make it as drawn out as possible, and they'll do more fear-mongering. They're already starting. You know, I, all these people come in and go, well, you know, if, if, if Britain leaves Brexit, you know, there's 2,000 restaurants. This is the latest one, by the way, because I heard it in different news articles. 2,000 restaurants are going to go out of business. Oh, my God. They're going to make it as painful as possible. The propaganda will go to unprecedented levels. And eventually, because it's now effectively, it's last June, it's seven or eight months now, people will just get bored of it and just go, oh, you know what, it's too much hassle, it's too much work. This is what they're hoping for. Just stay. Just, just just, stay. If this gets drawn out in court case after court case, people have fatigue. They have their own lives. You know what this is like. You've experienced this in a number of issues where you have your own life, you have your own family, you have your own kids, you have your own school to worry about, you have your own money problems, you know, marriage problems. You have just life gets in the way. After some point in time, it's like, I'm just so sick and tired of hearing about this issue. Just go away. I need a fresh issue. And what they're hoping, I'm guessing, is eventually the British people get fatigued of Article 50 and just give in 
and then they get to stay and you know we get to move on from this drama and it'll have been for nothing that is the way politicians work over here in Europe and in Britain we don't care about the individual person anymore we don't care about individual rights all we care about is the ruling class getting their way now I put you to to America is there anything I've said about Brexit that kind of sounds familiar? You know, not getting your way going to the Supreme Court. Has that ever happened in America? I know it has. Not getting the ruling you want? Well, we'll go to another place. Go to another court. Go to a more favorable district. That ever happened in America? I can tell you it has. Politicians not caring about you? Just going for the will that they want to? This is the world we live in. And I'm going to leave you one last thought today. This world is changing, whether you like it or not. This world has been fundamentally transformed. To take Barack Obama's saying. By the way, before I just make this point, how cool is it that he is gone? It's like, oh, it's wonderful. Now, I'm not going to comment on Trump. I'm not going to say it in positive. I'm not going to say it in negative. But, my God, it's so cool not to have Barack Obama in the White House. It's just, if I never see that guy's face ever again, it'll be too soon. And, uh, of course, I have to see, I have, do have to say one thing. Congratulations, Barack Obama, the latest member of the Douche Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, actually, I can't say that this week. I was going to say, I can't think of someone more deserving. But after what I spent the first three segments of this show talking about, I think Bernie Sanders um, is the most deserving of this week because of his stupidity and ignorance. But congratulations, Barack Obama, newest member of the Douche Hall of Fame. Very well earned. You worked your butt off to get that award. Congratulations. But last point, back to the last point, back to serious stuff. We are living in a world that has been transformed. We are telling people in America, in England, and in Europe, and the rest of the world, you don't matter. You don't matter. The media are saying the exact same thing in England, in Ireland, in Europe, and in America. They are making you feel irrelevant, not listened to. That is a recipe for disaster. There is no positive ending to this story. Unless you decide to make a positive ending. Because one of two things will happen if you do nothing. One, you will believe it. You will buy the hype. You will believe, I am nothing. I can't make a difference. I'm just, I'm just John. I'm just one man. What can I do? Two, you'll get angry. And start lashing out. And start doing stupid things. Which leads to anarchy. Which leads to what happened with those stupid protests in D.C. on Saturday. But there is another option. The option is where you can take a role. And can take an active role. Where you as an individual can say. What the media says. What the politician says. It's BS. And I'm going to make it on my job. To go tell my fellow Americans, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, to say, yes, you can make a difference. Don't believe them. But don't lash out. Don't be angry. Do things in the right way. Do things the principled way. Act with love. 
Follow the examples of the American founders. Be there for each other. Inspire a generational change. Where you take the power back. Where you take the power back and you take the responsibility back to make a better tomorrow. That is option three, which is never ever thought about or discussed. And that is something I believe we need to play a part in. We need to be part of the generation that inspires, that educates, that empowers, but also encourages other people to do things. This is the path I want to take to try and inspire you. Because here's the thing. You are an exceptional nation. You are an exceptional people. You can do anything you want to. I still believe in the future of America. I still believe in your potential. You have potential for greatness inside each and every one of you. You truly do. You just have to believe it and make the sacrifices necessary to fulfill that greatness. I'm positive for the future because history teaches me that each generation of Americans has made that sacrifice and has made a lasting difference. So your track record says you will make that. I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be living. I don't want to be involved in the generation that says, yeah, I know our track record says we'll do things, but we won't. We're going to be the first generation of Americans to lay down our swords, to lay down our shields, and to give up and to succumb to the Leviathan. I don't want to be alive when that happens. I don't think it ever will. I hope it doesn't. But I assure you, I'm going to do everything I can to help. We can make this world a better place. We can let freedom ring. We can break the bonds between our brothers and sisters in America, in Europe, in Ireland, in England, in Australia. We can break those bonds that tie each and every one of us to government. It will take time. It will take hard work. It will take setbacks. It will take a lot of hard, hard work. But we can do it. It's up to each and every one of you whether you believe it. Because rights are either fundamentally from God for everyone or they're not for anyone. That is the question. I believe what your founder said, that these rights come directly from God and for are for each and every one of us. And with that right comes great responsibility. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. I'll say, if you ever think of anyone who thinks America sucks or America's healthcare system doesn't work, please consider sharing this episode and hopefully they get the stories and they get the meaning behind them. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. I thank you so much for your patience. I hope that your patience was worth it in the end. As always, I finish the show the same way. In a society that says we have no heroes, I salute the real heroes. Your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel, and your vets. The men and women and the families who sacrifice each and every day, 24-7-365, to be part of a better tomorrow. And lastly, if you hear nothing else from today's show, hear this. America is great because Americans are good. Until next week, America. Godspeed and God bless America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.